I have a question for you guys. This is a trick question, but I'm going to ask you guys. Can you go a year without sinning? Can you go a year without sinning or could you go a year without sinning? Sinning. Sinning. Okay. Could you go a month without sinning? Could you go a week? Could you go a day? Could you go a minute? Then live your life a minute at a time. I heard that it was an old speaker that said that and um, it stuck out to me and it was like, because we, we, we as Christians were like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to be sin free and then two days later like I screwed up and I messed up and it's like the guy, the, with the leading of the Holy Spirit, live our life a minute at a time. That way we don't, we think about life at a minute at a time and say, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to live according to the Spirit. No, I'm not going to do that. And it helps us become in tuned with the Holy Spirit, helps us become one with God in a better way so we can say, you know what, man, I'm going to grow a minute at a time, two minutes at a time. And we start to become mature. We start to walk out our life with God. And it does, we don't have to look, we look back and go, man, I did it a minute at a time. Now I can go a week at a time. And now, and now God is working in me and I don't even think about that and I don't even have to worry about that. So I want you guys to turn to Ezekiel for me. Ezekiel 37. Some of you guys know this story, some of you don't. It's a um, pretty old story. Some of you have heard it. Some of you may have never heard it. Ezekiel 37, starting in verse 1. And it's the Valley of Dry Bones. And um, I've been thinking about this. I, I listened and heard something about three weeks ago, and I was thinking about this. I started reading through this, and, and it made me start to think. And, and the question is, that God is asking, can these bones live? And Ezekiel says, The power of the Lord came on me. His spirit brought me away from my home. He put me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. I saw a huge number of bones in the valley. The bones were very dry. The Lord asked me, Son of man, Ezekiel, can these bones live? So so God transports him in a, a dream or a vision or whatever it, it was exactly. I mean, we will never fully know until we get to talk to him and say, what was that? Were you in a valley of dry bones or was this an open vision or a dream? And can you just imagine thousands and thousands of bones stacked upon each other? You know, we see those old catacombs where they stack the skulls and stuff like that, but imagine a valley full of this and he's walking back and forth and they're, they're stacked everywhere. And then in verse 3, God asks him a simple question. He says, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel, in his wisdom and not trying to, you know, be super, you know, arrogant. Lord, only you know that. I mean, he, he's, he's pretty, pretty humble in that because, you know, he's not speaking bad over it. He's not speaking good over it. But he's like, hey, God, you're the only one that knows that. It's a pretty safe answer. You know, God, you know that answer. And that, you know, we know <laughs> when you say, God, you know that answer, it's a pretty safe answer to, to say when God asks you a question. I was reading one translation and God questions Ezekiel. He says, can these bones live? Can they become living people again? It wasn't, can these bones live? He says, and he says, can these bones become living people again? There's something different between living and being living people. Being alive and being a living person is completely different. 
And he says, can they come back to life? Can they come back to life? And Ezekiel's like, hey, God, you're the only one that knows that. The one thing Ezekiel didn't do was speak something negative over the situation. He could have been, well, no, they're just dead. They're, they're, they're old, they're dried up. See, you know, there's a skull there and there's, you know, and that one's been chewed on by something. That, you know, no, it can't, it can't be alive. It's, it, it's dead. He didn't speak death over the bones. He didn't speak a cursing over those bones. Verse four, and then he said, prophesy to these bones, tell them dry bones, listen to what the Lord's message is. The Lord and the king speaks to you. He says, I will put breath in you. Then you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you. I will put flesh on you. I will cover you with skin. So I will breathe into you and you will become life again. Then you will know I am the Lord. That is so powerful. That last part is so powerful. I will put my breath in you. I will breathe life in you. Tendons will start to wrap around your body. They will start, your flesh will start to come back and your skin will start to regrow. We're talking about something that is bare bones, skin, you know, dried, nothing there. Been sitting in the sun, baking in, a hot, in hot Israel sun for whatever. And God says, I will breathe life into you and the tendons in the flesh will start to regrow. You guys ever had a burn that takes a long time to, to, to heal? second degree, third degree burn, whatever it is, or even a a cut that takes a long time to heal. But can you imagine him saying, I'm going to regrow everything. I'm going to regrow the the muscles in your body. I'm going to regrow the the cartilage in your around your spine and and the cartilage in your hand and your ears. And I'm going to regrow everything. I'm going to breathe life into you. What does he say to Ezekiel? Verse four, he says, what? says, prophesy to the bones. Talk to them. Speak to them. He doesn't say, hey, would you mind getting up? Would you mind getting up? Come on, go. You need to like recreate. He says, speak to them, prophesy to them. I was reading through different translations because I'm a, a translation nerd and um, I, I like to... I like to see what the different translations say. I like to see some of the old King James versions. I like to see some of the newer modern translations. I like to see some of the um, the really modern versions of what they say, the amplified and different things like that. And I was I was looking in some of the different translations, and I'm going to say speak these to you. It says, God says, speak a prophetic message to these bones. Not just speak to them. Speak a prophetic message to these bones. Prophesy to these bones. He says, I will put flesh and muscle on these bones. Not just, oh, I'm just going to recreate it and it's going to be an army of skeletons walking around. He says, I'm going to put you, I'm going to recreate what was originally there. I'm going to bring the creation. I'm going to breathe life into you like I breathe life into humanity from the beginning of time, at the beginning of time and breathe life into you so you're a, a fully functional walking, talking human, not just a body. There's difference between life and being alive. I will put flesh on the muscles, flesh 
and muscles on you and cover your skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know I am God. This is something that God is standing back and saying, Ezekiel, you take the lead on this. He's leading Ezekiel to be prophetic. He's saying, prophesy to this. Don't just let it sit there. Don't just let it be dried up. Speak to it. Create something with that. Don't, don't wait for somebody to come by and help you. Create something with it. Why don't you guys say this? Say, I prophesy. All right, say it again. I prophesy. All right. Good participation there. I like that. What I love was is this is he didn't say bodies get up. He said dry bones. Listen to the word of the Lord. So if there's dry bones that can listen to the word of the Lord, how much more can we? How much more can the circumstances in our life listen to, to the word of the Lord? He's speaking to dead He's speaking to death. He's speaking to completely dead things. Nothing, there's no life in him. The marrow is dried up. There's no tendons. There's no veins. There's no nothing. There's nothing on that body that is worth doing. Using, nothing. So he's in this valley in his vision, his open dream, whatever it was. And he's looking at these. He's walking through this valley. And God says, I want you to speak to it. What, what, what is this and what would make, these, make it live? And, and, and Ezekiel's like, only you would know, Lord. And God's like, well, I'm going to tell you how to make them live. Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. I believe in our life there are alive things that are fully functional. I believe there are dry bones in our life that need to be spoken to. God does not just come in and say, oh, here, everything's fine. Everything's alive. We're required. Our, ju- our life should be like Ezekiel. We're standing with God and God's not going to just do it for us. He doesn't step in the way and say, I'll show you how to do this, Ezekiel. I created time. I created everything. I created humans. And I'm going to show you how to do it. He says, no, you take charge of, what you're, of this. You speak to the bones. I know how to, but you're going to. God is asking us a question today. Can you live? Can your family live? Can your city live? Can your finances live? Can your, your health live? When God asks us a question like that, it's always yes. Because we know from example of looking at this that it is true. God's not a liar. You can think God's a liar. You can try to make him a liar, but he's never a liar. We can try to prove otherwise, but he's not a liar. And when he says, son of man, can these bones live? We cry out, yes, it can. I can live. These bones can live. He's challenging Ezekiel to change his thinking of what he sees. He's saying, this is your circumstances. You're in a valley of dry bones. Change your thinking so you can create something out of death. Out of nothing left to offer, create something out of it. He's challenging Ezekiel, saying, what do you think about this? Can these bones live? He's making Ezekiel think outside of the box. He's making him think about what the question was. You guys ever been asked a question, you just don't think about it, and you answer that question? That was what Ezekiel was doing. He, at first he was like, well, only you know that, God. 
because he didn't know what the answer was. And God says, I'm going to tell you what to do. He's saying, speak a prophetic message over these bones. Speak to these bones. Command these bones to listen. He's saying to Ezekiel, what do you think about this? What, what are you going to do about this? So in verse 6, he says, I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. I will breathe into you and you will come to life. Then you will know I am the Lord. I, I don't think you could uh, not recognize him as Lord after that happened. To see that happen. Can you imagine the person that was the dry bones coming back to life going, oh no, that wasn't God. You, you have to recognize that as God when you come back from a pile of dry bones in the middle of the wilderness in a valley and your flesh and everything's alive and you have muscles and you have a brain and you have every, everything that you possibly need. But God didn't push Ezekiel out of the way and say, watch me prophesy to these bones. He said, I want you to prophesy to these bones because it's not my job to prophesy to these bones. My job is to teach you and show you what to do. And your job is to take that action and prophesy to these bones. Jesus is always making an intercession for us. And God is always speaking over us. He's speaking, he's, he sings over us and he, and he speaks life over us. But our job is to prophesy over the dead bones. The dead bones in our life, in our valley, we need to prophesy to. Because when we don't, we just say, well, you know, hey, I'll wait for God to step in. God didn't push him out of the way and say, hey, watch me do my work. I'm really good at this. I've done this before. He said, you're going to do this. I'm telling you what to speak. If you look at God's prophets, God always gave his prophets a word to speak. And that was the word to speak over that valley. He says, this is a valley of dry bones. What's going to happen here, Ezekiel? Well, I don't know, God. Only you know that. He's like, this is what you need to say. Bones, listen to the word of the Lord. God wants to partner with you, but he needs somebody that's reasonably optimistic with, about it. He needs somebody that's going to be optimistic about the situation. We look at our valley of dry bones, we're like, well, I, I just can't do anything with it. I don't have the, the proper this, and I don't have the proper that, and I don't, you know, I've only been saved for three weeks, and I don't have, I don't understand this. And, and God's like, no, if you listen to me, I will show you what you need to do to speak to your dry bones. But he needs somebody that's optimistic that it will happen. Optimism is, is lacking in this world. Everything's bad in this world. But God says, I just need somebody that's a little bit, just give me that much optimism. Give me that much optimism. I can work with you to create something. But Ezekiel didn't know what to do. But he, was, but he didn't speak anything, but he didn't speak death over the situation, but he didn't speak positive over the situation but what god did is he said here's how to speak positive over the situation god wants to partner with us but he needs us to be optimistic about what we're looking at the things that we're facing the valley i don't know how big this valley was how if it was a long valley if it was a deep valley but he's saying i need you to be optimistic about this valley that whatever's in this valley when you speak to it it will come to life one of my favorite speakers, Steve Backlund, says there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just hopeless people. There are no ho hopeless circumstances. There's just people who become hopeless. That valley of dry bones wasn't a hopeless circumstance. But there was probably a lot of hopeless people speaking over it. 
But he's like, Ezekiel has a little bit of hope. Has a little bit of hope. A little bit of optimism. I can work with that. Let's just put it this way. God can only work with what we give him. What we give God, he can work with. But what we don't give God, he can't can't work with it. It's the same way with any situation. We have to give God something to work with. So there was a little bit of hope. Ezekiel, he's talking to God. I mean, he's having a communication with God, so this is mind-blowing as it is anyway. But, and he probably knew it was a little bit of a trick question. Like, can these bones live? And he's like, well, I know they can live, but, you know, I know you can do it, God, but only you know God because he didn't want to answer wrong. I mean, when God asks you a question, do you want to answer wrong? No, you don't want to answer wrong. So he's looking at a, a situation. He, he's not quite, he goes, I know it's not quite hopeless because God is here. None of our circumstances, none of our situations are hopeless because God is here. If he is present in your life, your circumstance has God in it. Our, our life, if we are born again, we have God in our life. That means any situation that we're in, God is available to work in. And he's, uh, he's working in, and he's available to sit there and with us and go, what are you going to s- say to those bones? Can that health change? Can that finances change? Can that family member change? Can that marriage change? Can that financial situation change? Can that mindset change? And our answer has to be yes. It is always yes with God. When, he, when we have a hopeless circumstance, God's always saying, yes, this can change. Again, God is not going to sit back and say, you know, oh, this hopeless circumstance that you're dealing with right now, I'm just going to pull my hand off of it and let it go because I just want to let it go. God's like, no. God looks at hopeless circumstances and says, you know what? It's not hopeless because I'm here. I'm standing here looking at it. I have a solution for it. All I need you to do is be like Ezekiel and say, hey, bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Once people have true hope, circumstances can't stay the same. Our circumstances can't stay the same once we have hope. And our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in God the Father. Our hope is in the Holy Spirit that they will always do what they say they're going to do. It's a trust that we know when he says, I'm going to do it, that he's not a liar. You know, we look at, we look at this situation that he's dealing with and the, the, uh, the Old Testament prophetic model would be like, you know, These bones are dry. And I can tell you why these bones are dry. And I can tell you why they got there and why there's death there and there's nothing living there. It was a diagnostic prophet. The prophets of the Old Testament were diagnostic. They can tell you, hey, this is why it's dry and this is why it's going to stay dry and this is why it's going to remain dry. They were diagnostic. But a New Testament, well, the Old Testament were diagnostic and they were calling them what they were. But the New Testament prophetic model is not calling them bones by their past, but calling them by their future. It's calling them what they should be, not what they are. It's what Jesus did. He came down and lived a prophetic model of, I'm going to pull out what is good and what is dead, and I'm going to make it and bring it to life. I'm going to create something out of death 
that looks miserable, horrible, and worthless, and I'm going to make something beautiful out of it. So Ezekiel says in verse 7, he says, So I spoke this message. He's given his little narrative here. Just as he told me, suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Can you imagine watching this? Because we all know that each skeleton wasn't in the same place, all bundled up in a nice little uh, you know, spot. We're talking about a, a valley of dry bones. We're talking animals have been in there, everything. So stuff's scattered through. We're not talking like, oh, we've got a box here for John, and we've got a box here for this guy, and, and Bob's here, and Luke's here, and, and Jimmy John's here, and then, you know, I love, okay, I love Jimmy John's, I'm sorry. Um, uh, but there wasn't like little neat piles of bones there. We're talking like scattered. It was like a, a graveyard of mass grave of people just thrown there. And he says, just as I said, I heard the rattling of bones. Each bone came together and attached themselves as a skeleton. Can you imagine bones just moving around this place, seeing this whipping by you like a a tornado of bones, finding the right pieces and parts to connect together to create a full skeleton. So he's he's standing there watching the the Spirit of God move and create this, this life there. And then as I watched, muscle and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Can you imagine watching skin and muscle and tendons and nerves regrow up an arm, a skeleton's arm, watching the bones being covered? Not, probably not the prettiest sight in the world, but can you imagine the, the, the ultimate awe of watching these Thousands of, of bones connect together and the spine and the, and the, and the vertebrae locking into place and, and being put into place and then skin, muscle and everything coming up. Just, I can just imagine it starting from the feet and working its way down and then hair regrowing, eyebrows regrowing, ears coming back, noses coming back. And then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds. Son of man, speak a prophetic message and say, this is the sovereign, what the Sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies that they may live again. He says, speak to the four winds that they may come and that, that breath of life may come into them and it may live. We all know a body is nothing without the breath of life. So he speaks that the breath of life would come into these bodies. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and the breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. It's funny because God says to him, this represents Israel. But I believe it's a prophetic message for all of us that this represents the situations in our life or our lives, that we're going to speak to those areas in our life and say, you know what? Dry bones live. Breath of life, come and fill it. Because we know when the breath of life comes, the life-giving breath of God comes in it, nothing else can stay around. When the Holy Spirit moves in our heart, when he comes in and he moves, nothing else can stay. So God's breathing, the breath of life that he breathed into Adam and Eve at creation, and he's breathing that into hundreds and thousands of people in that valley of dry bones. It says they were bodies, full bodies, until the breath of life breathed into them and then they stood to their feet and they were a great army 
the Old Testament prophets were diagnostic and calling things the way they were. They called out the children of Israel and said, hey, this is what's going on. New Testament prophets call things as though, call things that are not as though they were. We are not diagnostic prophetic people. We are creative prophetic people. We don't call a spade a spade. We call a spade what the king of hearts says it is. We call a spade what the king of hearts says it is. We see something and say, oh, that's just a, a lifeless stand. But the king, of our, the king of the world, king of our hearts says, this is what I call it. We look at a person and say, oh, they're just this. And God says, no, I call them this. We see dry bones. We have to change our thinking and our, our vision and say, no, I see life. I see flesh forming. I see life coming into I see the breath of life coming into them. We can't look at our situation and say, you know what? The situation is dead. We have to look and say a mighty army is forming out of this. We have to look at our situation and say, no, it's not dead. It's alive. It's got character. It's got contour. It's got the breath of life in it. And it's functioning. Dead bones don't function. Romans 4, 17 says, I have made you the father of many nations. This is God talking to... to, uh, Abraham, he says, God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls things into existence that do not exist. He was teaching Ezekiel to call things into existence that didn't exist. He said, call them a mighty army. Call them life. Call them into existence, even though they don't look like it. Our situations are not a valley of dry bones. It may look like it's a valley of dry bones, but we need to change the way we look at it in the prophetic and say, you know what? No, this is not. I'm not calling it what it is. I'm calling death life. I'm going to call life into existence into this area. We are not to be diagnostic. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God, and He is not a diagnostic God. He says, I see the problem, and this is, what I, this is how I fix it. This is what I see in your problem. You may see it, but I see it completely different. I see you're struggling, but I know the the outcome of it. I see that you feel like you're in the valley of dry bones, but I see that you're walking with an army of, of mighty warriors. So we can we can sit back and we can look and we can we can continue to look at our situation, or we can say, you know what? Dry bones, listen to what the word of the Lord says. Listen to what God says. Our situations, we have to say, situation, no, this is what God says about it. Listen to it. We, power in life, power, our tongue is very powerful, and what happens is this, life and death can be created by it. And so what God was teaching Ezekiel is you're creating something with your tongue. You're speaking it. So when we look at our situation, what are we creating? Are we diagnosing the problem and putting a cursing on it? Oh, it's just dead. It's going to remain dead. I can't do anything with it. It's just going to be a dead situation. Or are you saying, you know what? I have some hope. I have some optimism. And no matter what people say, oh, look at that. Look at that pile of dry bones you're dragging around. You know, this is not a pile of dry bones. This is the work of the Lord, bones are living, flesh is coming, breath is coming into my situation. I love that he has the boldness and just utter right out craziness to say, dry bones, listen 
to what the word of the Lord is. How, can you imagine if somebody's standing next to him, you're, like you're standing over the Grand Canyon, you're looking down and there's a bunch of bones and somebody's standing next to you and you're like, dry bones live. The person next to you is like, what in the heck are you talking about? He was bold enough to say to these bones, live. Listen to what God has to say. Our situations have to listen to what God has to say. But we have to say what God is saying. If we continue to say what the world is saying about our situation, the health is gone, the wealth is gone, the, the, the love is gone, the, the connection is gone, it will be a valley of dry bones. But if we say, man, the love is there, the health is there, the wealth is there, and we say, man, this is not a valley of dry bones. This is a word of the Lord. Listen to what it has to say and rise up and become what you should be. There are no hopeless circumstances. There are just hopeless people. And when hope arises, the situation can't stay the same. So speak that over your situation. Speak that over your life. Speak it over the the areas that look dry, that need refreshing. And say, you know what? Breath of life, fill this life. Fill this life. Fill this circumstance. Whatever it is. Let's pray.